0: Welcome to Simply to Thrive, my weekly podcast where we dive deep into nutrition and wellness, but rooted in biblical truth, talking about why they are even important as followers of Christ, and then what we should do about it, all with the perspective that our physical health is absolutely relevant to following Christ. My name is Noelle Parton. Thank you so much for joining me in these conversations connecting nutrition and wellness to faith. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to the Simply to Thrive podcast. Thanks so much for joining me today. This is the last episode of 2018. I'm going to be taking a break until 2019, and I thought it would be fitting to end the year by talking about how to make sustainable long-term behavior change. Because as we get closer to the new year, a lot of people start thinking about setting new goals, and making New Year's resolutions. So I thought it would be good to talk a little bit about how to make sustainable behavior changes and talk about the difference between just setting a goal and creating a path to lead you to making behavior change that will have long-term effects and become a part of your lifestyle. Because as you know like like I do, a lot of New Year's resolutions they may last a few months maybe. You may get to maybe March or April, but a lot of times people revert back by February and kind of discard the the New Year's resolution. So I'm going to talk about different strategies that we can implement to make these behavior changes have lasting effect. And this can be the new year, this can start January 1st, or this can obviously be any time of the year as we think about wanting to make behavior modifications. So I'm, after I go through some different strategies, I'm going to tie all this back to our conversation that we've been having in this podcast in terms of our purpose and caring for our bodies and making changes, being rooted in our relationship with Christ and that That should be ultimately our purpose in all of this and how that can come into play in terms of making behavior change. And also because it runs parallel to behavior change, I'm going to talk briefly on a challenge I'm going to be doing in January. So I wanted to give you a little bit of the details. I touched on it in last episode, but I want to go over a little bit more in depth because I won't be having another episode before January. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the challenge that I'm gonna be doing in January. But before we get into all of that, if you're listening, I would greatly appreciate if you would leave a review if you haven't yet done that. You can either write something, which would be awesome, or you can simply hit the stars. All of that will help with the exposure of the podcast and helping others who are wanting to connect nutrition and wellness to their faith as a follower of Christ to find the podcast and join the conversations here. So if you haven't yet done so, I would love if you would and really appreciate that. So with that being said, let's get into today's episode. Now when it comes to talking about behavior change, this goes for me personally, if I'm wanting to make a behavior change in my own life, or as a nutritionist, if I'm wanting and in helping someone coming alongside of them in a behavior change that they are wanting to do, maybe it's, you know, starting to eat differently or whatever it may be, I'm really interested in Doing it in such a way that it will become a habit. And when thinking about this conversation, it is important to note that there is definitely a personalized, individualized component to this. Obviously, based on the behavior you're wanting to change, your circumstances, your personality, it can differ between you and I in terms of some of the technicality of how we can go about this. If you're like me, for example, I'm someone who likes to go all out and I just want to, you know, dive right into it. But some people, they need to go slow and they they need to do one small step at a time and that's okay. Everyone is different in terms of how we can go about it, but we can, no matter if, if it differs in that sense, we can still do it in such a way that it will become a part of our lifestyle and not something that a few months later we revert back to our old habit. And a lot of these different strategies that I'm going to go over, they come from someone who I studied in my master's program, BJ Fogg, who is a behavioral scientist. And he talks about the fact that there are really only three main ways that will, or three main things that will change a behavior in the long term. That is one, having an epiphany, two, changing your environment, and three, taking baby steps, something that he refers to as tiny habits, which is kind of what I mentioned before about taking one small step at a time, stretching it out in terms of one small step and getting that in rhythm and then taking another small step and getting that in in rhythm and whatnot. So some of the strategies he talks about um, and really the premise behind some of his strategies have to do with the fact that starting an action that is really complicated, especially if you don't really have motivation to do it, it can be really difficult and most likely won't be long term. But if we start with an action that is easy again, a small a ha- small change that we can make and it doesn't require much motivation to do, then most likely we will have a much greater likelihood that we'll actually implement it in that once we do that, once we have that small habit in in our rhythm of our day, of our week, of our month, however long it takes to really get it solidified, then we can build off of that and we can gain momentum of, once you do it once, and then you do it twice, and then you continue on, then you gain this momentum. And, and then pretty soon you are have reached your, your goal, you have reached the behavior change that you were setting out to make. And he talks a lot about the effectiveness of when changing a behavior when modifying something in your lifestyle to anchor your behaviors. So it can be Really effective if you are trying to make a change and anchoring that change in something that you already do. So, for example, let's say that you are wanting to incorporate more movement throughout your day. So, whatever your situation may be, whether you maybe you drive a lot and you make different stops, and so it's after every time you get out of your car, I'm going to do 20 jumping jacks, or maybe you work someplace where you, I don't know, for example, maybe you're typing a lot at your computer. So after every time you reach maybe a page of typing, then I'm going to do 20 jumping jacks. So whatever your situation may be, if you have something that is rhythmic throughout your day of something that you're doing, then just attach an activity. If you are trying to have more movement throughout your day, maybe it's 20 jumping jacks, maybe it's 10 push-ups, maybe it's 20 squats, whatever it may be, or maybe it's walking around the building, whatever your scenario is, if you anchor that desired behavior that you're wanting to start incorporating in your day to something that you already do, then that is a strategy to actually do that behavior because you're anchoring it to something that you already do, if that makes sense. In this overall, this idea of tiny habits, of, you know, doing small steps, of, of basically just incorporating something and attaching it to something that you already do is awesome for sustainability because you are really focusing on the journey, not the actual end result, while having the end result in mind can be helpful and, you know, you have that vision that what you're trying to reach, what you're pursuing, by setting your eyes on each step, making your goal an actual behavior rather than a result is a great strategy for creating long-term behavior changes. And by doing that in small steps, in focusing on the little steps to get to your final goal, like I said, once you once you complete that small step, then you gain momentum, then you you gain more motivation, you see that, oh, I can do this, I can do, you know, this step. So now I'm going to start doing, you know, moving to the next step or whatever it may be. And, and you can, if you want to visualize it all together, you can draw it out, you can use three by five cards and create like a roadmap to your kind of the final end goal that you're wanting. But then you can break it up into smaller little steps so you can see the process better and therefore creating that more effective strategy. Another strategy beyond just kind of the setup of how you do it and making small steps, environment is huge. Setting yourself up for success. That saying, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail is so true because if you don't plan and set yourself up to succeed, then oftentimes we don't succeed. So by creating an environment that is conducive to your success in making a change will be extremely beneficial in terms of the longevity of that change and the actual implementation of that change. For example, this may look like if you're trying to remove refined foods and sugars, say, from what you eat. Don't keep refined foods and sugars in your house or in your cart. I mean, that's very intuitive and that makes sense. But oftentimes we rely on our willpower to to resist those foods, for example. So we, you know, we have the, the super refined, you know, the candy or whatever it may be in our house. And if we're trying to not eat it, well, when it's just sitting in our cupboard or when it's out on the counter, then it takes a lot of willpower to resist those foods, So if we change the environment, if we throw them in the trash, then they're not a temptation and they're not easily accessible. So by removing that, which you're trying to avoid, then you don't have that temptation. You set yourself up for success. And this could be even something like not going to the grocery store hungry. Obviously, if you go to the grocery store hungry, then you might be more likely to see something that isn't something that you're wanting to eat. But by not going to the grocery store hungry, then again, you're setting yourself up for success because you have your list. You're more likely to stick to that list and less likely to purchase something that you don't want to purchase. Or maybe it's, you know, you're not trying to watch TV as much. But if you have the TV right there, then oftentimes you will watch the TV. But if you're wanting to stop watching TV, then let's remove the TV or let's change the environment so it's more difficult to do the action that we're not wanting to do. So changing the environment is a great strategy for setting yourself up for long-term success when seeking to change a behavior. Another great tool you can use to change a behavior is what is known as SMART goals. So the SMART is an acronym for specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time. So often like how often that'll be. So this is a great way to write out your goal in such a way to make it very again specific measurable attainable realistic and time bound so you have a much more focused goal for example let's take that you're wanting to exercise more you want to move more throughout the day so instead of saying I'm going to start exercising more which might be a very common thing of if you're wanting to exercise more you're just saying I'm going to start exercising more well let's actually spell out exactly what we're going to do for that Maybe we could say, by the end of this week, I will walk for 20 minutes every day before I leave for work. So we're getting very specific. It's very measurable. It's attainable. It is realistic. And we are providing the time of how long we're going to be walking as well as how often we're going to be doing it and what our goal is in terms of it's by the end of the the week that we're wanting to do this. So we now have this main goal, but maybe there's going to be a few sub-goals that are required to be able to accomplish this main goal. So if we're wanting to walk every day, then maybe we need some tennis shoes. Maybe we don't have tennis shoes. So a sub-goal may be, today after work, I will go buy tennis shoes. So by writing all of this out and by spelling out the very specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-bound goal, and then any sub-goals that are necessary to be able to accomplish that main goal, then we are creating a very easy-to-follow path to make this behavior change long-term. A few other tips that we can think about when making sustainable behavior change is I'm just going to run through a few. I have four other ones that I wanted to go over that have been proven to be effective in terms of making behavior change that has a, a has longevity to it. So that would be one, having a support network, thinking about ways you can incorporate your family, friends, some sort of social support that can really help with the accountability. So if you have a buddy who you're like, hey, I have this goal to, by the end of this week, walk for 20 minutes every day before I leave for work. Can you text me at whatever time it is and see if I actually do it? And then at the end of the week, can you text me or call me and see if I actually did this and hold me accountable to this? So finding someone, whether it's one person or whether it's a group of friends or your family, to be able to keep each other accountable can definitely support that longevity. Another tip we can think about utilizing when seeking to make a behavior change when setting our goal is to provide a simple substitution. Often a behavior change is more effective when we replace That undesired behavior with a desired one. Again, this is very intuitive. It makes sense practically. If I'm wanting to not eat junk food, for example, what are some simple recipes I can make instead? If I don't want to eat desserts full of refined sugar, how about finding a recipe that starts with whole food, nutrient dense ingredients? So we are still getting a dessert or something sweet, but it's not going to be horrible for the body it's actually going to benefit the body so it's a substitution it's a replacement for that undesired food that we are not wanting to eat but we are replacing it with a desired one a third strategy we can implement is keeping some form of a journal this can help us just kind of have that goal on our mind and and again kind of goes into that accountability more of that intrinsic accountability and then and a fourth tip that we can think about implementing is creating a plan for if you do fall short of your goal or revert back to that undesired behavior. Falling off the wagon, as some people say, and I don't think this is necessarily setting yourself up for failure by doing this, but I think it can actually equip you to be able to handle the situation if you do, because we're not perfect. There might be times or situations that maybe we we revert back to that undesired behavior. So I think it's important to or it can be useful if we have kind of a plan in place again going back to the idea if we fail the plan we plan to fail so if we have a plan in place for if that does happen and we know okay if this happens then I'm going to be I'm going to do this to get back on my my rhythm of making that desired behavior and with this I think it's important to just remind ourselves that we need to give ourselves some grace, especially kind of in the beginning when it's the you know those small steps maybe that we're we're taking and it's you know we're a week into it or a few weeks into it, just to give ourselves a little grace and to again kind of focus on that that journey of the the small steps, what it is that we're learning through the process, and uh, that all I think can can help with the longevity of that behavior change so that we're not making a new year's resolution. And then by February, we're back to whatever it is that we don't want to be doing. So with all of this in mind that I just went over, I hope that those are some strategies that you can implement that you can take right now. Maybe it's a, a something you're wanting to change right now, or maybe it's come new years, or maybe it's going to be next year in July, whenever it may be that you are wanting to make a behavior change, I hope that this is a very useful episode that will equip you to be able to make that behavior change and make it very sustainable so that 10 years down the road, you have that in place and in that you're still doing that desired behavior that you're wanting to do. But with this in mind, I think we can look at it all through and I think it's important for us to look at this all through the lens of our faith. We know that ultimately our relationship with Christ bears fruit like self-control that can absolutely come into play and, and help equip us to be able to make that behavior change. And as we've talked about in previous episodes, our purpose is huge. And as BJ Fogg puts it, one of the things that will change a behavior in the long term is having an epiphany. And I liken that to having a purpose, having something that aha moment of, oh my goodness, it is important to care for my body because of my relationship with Christ, because or as a result of what I know about the truth of the Bible and how that should impact the way that I live and my lifestyle. And as we've been talking about our purpose in caring for our bodies as a follower of Christ is ultimately rooted in our relationship with him in response to who he is and who he has called us to be. So I think this is a huge piece of the puzzle. And as the church, again, going back to the idea of having that accountability, we are connected as brothers and sisters in Christ. And there is already this built-in support system of being the church that I think we can utilize to encourage one another and to hold each other accountable in thinking about and in carrying out a behavior change. All right, so that is basically everything I wanted to go over for talking about ways to make sustainable behavior change. I hope it was helpful in going over and giving you some tools to be able to make those behavior changes this coming new year or any time of the year, really, to make them in a way that they will have long term effects. If you have any specific questions about something that I went over, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. You can email me or you can reach out to me on social media. All of that will be linked in the show notes. And the second part of this episode I wanted to go over was talking a little bit about the Power Bowl challenge that I'm going to be doing in January. So like I said, I'm going to be doing a challenge in January, and I wanted to go over just a little bit about what kind of the structure is going to look like, what exactly it's going to be. I'm still working out and and fleshing out a little bit of the details, but I thought it was very fitting to go over this now because it definitely connects back to this idea of making a behavior change, and so I wanted to give you some of the details so you can think about whether or not you want to join. So if you've seen my free Power Bowl guide that I have available on my website, then you know a little bit about what I'm talking about in terms of a Power Bowl. I've put together um, a very simple formula to create a really easy, delicious, filling and nutrient dense meal and it was requested that I do something like a 5-day power bowl challenge kind of based off of that and I thought it was a great idea but I wanted to create this challenge a little bit different than maybe some of the other challenges that are out there because overall I'm not a huge fan of challenges simply because in general I don't think that they create lasting change. I think that they create change for maybe a few days or a week or maybe even a few weeks but often people revert back to maybe if it was something about changing the way that you eat they revert back to how they were eating before. That being said though I think that challenges can be an awesome launching point and I'm going to really try to make my challenge that I'm going to be doing and starting in January in such a way And in such a format that it can have a lasting effect. And really creating the challenge to reflect what I've gone over in terms of ways to create sustainable behavior change. So I'm really excited for this because I think, like I said, it can be an awesome launch point for you if you are wanting to maybe eat healthier and include more vegetables in your overall diet, whatever kind of your specific goal may be of a specific behavior change, I think that it's going to be something that can be a really awesome tool for you. So be on the lookout for more information on this. I'm still putting together and working out some of the details and planning it all out. And I'm going to be talking about it more on my Instagram for sure as we kind of get into January. So if you're on Instagram, definitely head over to my page and follow along there so that you get those updates. And you can also download that formula for the Power Bowl if you're interested in implementing it now or just kind of looking it over. I'll have that linked in the show notes so you can take a look at that. And again, if you have any questions or specific suggestions of what maybe you want to see in the challenge, then don't hesitate to reach out to me and let me know. All right, so wrapping up this episode, I also have a few other resources that you can download. I have my ultimate guide to grocery shopping as well as my guide to supporting a strong immune system. So nine different lifestyle factors you can think about. To support a strong immune system, obviously it's still cold and flu season, so that might be super beneficial for you. And like I said at the beginning, this is the last episode I'm going to be releasing this year. I'm going to be doing some traveling and spending time with family, so I'm going to be taking a little break from the podcast. That being said, though, I'm still going to be on Instagram sharing things like recipes and just lifestyle tips and and whatnot as I'm traveling. So if you want some inspiration, and want some really nutrient-dense, delicious recipes during this Christmas time, then please join me on there. That will be linked in the show notes. Also, if you have any specific nutrition or wellness-related questions or topics that you want me to address on the podcast, like this episode where I went over strategies for sustainable behavior change, please send that to me via email at hello at noelparton.com or you can direct message me on social media on Instagram or Facebook And if you enjoyed the episode today, if there was information that really stood out to you that you're excited to implement, if there are tips and strategies that you know will be really useful for you, or if you have any other specific questions, I would love to continue this conversation about making behavior change. So if you head on over to Instagram, then I have a post that I put out today when this podcast episode came out. And I really would love to continue this conversation and have that dialogue with you on there. So please join me on Instagram to continue this. Alrighty, thank you all so much for being here, for listening to the podcast, for joining the conversations here. I'm so thankful for you for being a part of this podcast with me. And I'm so excited for what the Lord is doing and what he's gonna do in 2019. Have a wonderful Christmas celebrating the coming of our Savior with family and friends. Have an amazing rest of your week and end of the year. May you walk into the abundance God has for you. Talk to you on here in 2019. God bless.